Shut up and sit down. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of When the Wind Blows. This is an epic podcast for parents, teachers, leaders, anyone vested in the world of education, anyone vested in a child's education. I'm Erin Barnes, host of the show, and I've got an amazing co-host today, uh, the one, the only, welcome to season two, Bart Benfield. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there, Barnes? Nothing. I I mean everything. This this school year. Uh what an exciting um uh, an exciting, a scary, uh an anticipatory. I mean there there are so many emotions wrapped up walking right. into this school year. Uh that's what's up. That I mean parents are feeling it and asking each other questions and teachers are feeling mm-hmm. it and asking each other questions and so I am so excited to have you on the show today. This is your first appearance on season two, but you were in season one. So for all the families who started at season two and haven't quite caught up in season one, tell us who you are, what's your role, and uh, how long you've been with Epic. So my name is Bart Banfield, and I am the superintendent of Epic Charter Schools, and I have been with the organization now for eight years and and have been a public school educator in the state of Oklahoma now for being on a quarter of a century. That's insane. Uh, and I don't mean in an old joke sort of way. <laughs> uh, well, that's really cool. Since you've been at Epic, you've seen, I mean, every year there's something new, some change, some process. Some of them are brought on by the state some are brought on by legislature. Um, this year's a little bit different uh, because we've got the statewide virtual charter school board that we've uh, we've made promises to, and a new school board that is helping us uh, kind of bring things above board. Uh, so, talk to us for for people who um, maybe kind of really tuning in to this whole shakeup. What has that been like? Yeah, so last year was an incredibly difficult uh, year, um, both personally and professionally. I think everybody was impacted by the pandemic uh, globally, and and then COVID nineteen just just wreaked havoc, uh, not just here in Oklahoma, but really throughout the United States. And and so we had uh, a lot going on uh, this past year, and we uh, we doubled uh, last year from. You know, 30,000 students to over 60,000 students in one year. Uh, we hired over 700 brand new teachers last year to try to supply that demand. Uh, we also received a, a final report from the state auditor and investigator. They had been uh, looking into our school district and our management company uh, for the previous two years and issued their report October the 1st of 2021. And so obviously dealing with the impact of that. And then you already mentioned uh, the corrective actions, you know, so starting in October, our school board uh, began taking action to bring our school district into compliance with our authorizers and regulators. And so we ended up passing, I think our board passed over 40 different corrective actions uh, that were 
uh, meant to allow us to to come into full compliance. And so uh, it has been a very, very busy, busy year for us. I think, you know, from a teaching standpoint, obviously we're a blended learning school and, and our teachers were impacted because of the pandemic that really forced us and a lot of other public schools into a fully virtual almost 100% of the time uh, mindset. And that's really, really difficult because as you know, Aaron, having taught here, uh, we're a blended learning model. Uh, we get labeled as a virtual school, but the reality is that we have teachers that, that need and want to work with our students on a weekly basis, face-to-face, and be able to do what we do as educators, which is teaching and reteaching these concepts. Uh, and so that looks very difficult, being pushed 100% into a a fully virtual uh, environment. Uh, And I think, honestly, Aaron, we made that transition about as seamless as as any school in Oklahoma just because of the way that we were equipped and and the way that we've been proactive about, you know, preparing to to be able to serve students in a meaningful way online. But but that was challenging. I I, I think, uh, you know, the, the physical, medical disruption to our staff uh, so it impacted families, students, but it also impacted our staff. Yeah. And, and we had teachers and, and administrators and, and, and people that are, are in support capacities that uh, I had COVID uh, last year. So I, I was infected. My wife was infected. We had uh, two kids that were infected. And so uh, being able to work through that and still be able to try to do our jobs is, is, is incredibly difficult. So it was a difficult year this this last year. And, and Aaron, I would say it's probably the most difficult year of my uh, almost 25 years in my professional career. Uh, I know you already know this about me, but for the listeners, I'm an overachiever. I've gotten COVID twice now, so I just wanted to throw that oh, out Oh, wow. There. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, and you said something. You said our school doubled in size. We hired 700 teachers. And just to put that into perspective, we had more new to Epic families than we had returning families last year. Yeah. We had more yeah. new to Epic teachers than we had returning teachers. And I think... Yeah. Um, I mean, we already know that it takes about a year and a half for a teacher to become a fully, you know, epicized or whatever you want to call it. But it takes almost three years for a family to become fully ingrained in epic. And I think that that's actually shortening. But for those families who were brand new last year, gosh, I, I mean, partly I want to issue an apology because I know we weren't the best we could have been for all of those people, but also, um, seeing some of the things that have come out of other schools, seeing the way uh, other families were impacted. And, and I've got friends, you know, here in my area that they, they said their kids were in, out, in, out. Um, I have a feeling the state of Oklahoma and, and honestly, the nation has a lot of catching up to do this year, a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. One other interesting note, uh, as, as we were talking about last year, which was a shift from what we've seen historically is historically uh, the majority of the students enrolling, new students enrolling at, at Epic Charter Schools were high school age students. And last year, for the first time in our school's history, the majority of the students were pre-K through eight. Yeah. Uh, so early childhood, elementary age kids and parents making that decision to come to Epic. Uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, but, but Epic served one out of 10 public school students in the state of Oklahoma last year. So one out of 10 students in Oklahoma went to Epic last year at some point. That's insane. 
That's that's it. Really is. That's mind boggling, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, it really is. The size and the scope and the scale of of the school, especially in one year, um, was was really really challenging for us to to get our arms around. I mean, to put that into context for our listeners uh, today, like at our peak last year, Epic was the size of Tulsa Public Schools and Oklahoma City Public Schools combined. We were larger than both of those two school districts combined. Wow. And that's the second largest and the third largest public school in Oklahoma. Wow. So we've talked through some of the challenges. What were some of the biggest wins from last mm-hmm. year? I mean, you know, we can we can harp on those challenges and try to overcome. But listen, what were some of the wins that you saw from last year that uh, carry momentum into maybe this year? Well, the fact that we distributed, I, I think, close to 4,000 high school diplomas. So we had the largest graduating class in the history of Epic Charter Schools. And, and so to see thousands of students get across the finish line, and, and I had the privilege of being able to take part in that ceremony, and you did too, and, and being able to shake their hand and give them their diploma cover and, and be able to take a picture with them and just see how meaningful that was for so many of those kids, some of some of whom, uh, you know, said to me that, hey, I'm the first person in, in, in my family to, to graduate from high school. And, and, you know, a lot of the kids had tears rolling down their eyes and you could just see the parents in the in the stands that were so proud uh, of, of their kiddo, especially in, in like we said, in a pandemic uh, to, to do that, to accomplish that goal they've been working years and years and years for. Uh, was 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 pretty special. You, another one that you mentioned, I think another win, uh, was the consistency with which we provided instruction. So the ability to provide a consistent schedule and structure for the families that we serve. So many families struggled uh, with their, their local school with disruptions in learning. And so they would be in the building and then they would have to be out of the building and they'd be in the building and then they'd be out of the building and then we're in quarantine and then we're not. And it was just a really confusing and disruptive year for a lot of families. And so the, the fact that they were able to come to us um, and we were able to provide some consistency and some stability for them in the midst of the pandemic, I, I think to me was was a win, and and uh, I mentioned to you the, the fact that, that Epic served one out of ten kids in the state of Oklahoma. These are all wins uh, in, yeah. in my category. No, totally. Um, and this year is is I mean we're making another push. We're making another drive. Uh, you know, I would say we jumped a lot of hurdles. Uh, in some of the challenges we talked about, like with the statewide virtual charter school board, with the legislature, with the state department, we, we jumped several hurdles and cleared them, but we're not quite out of the woods yet. And so we've started a campaign this year called Epic Up to Level Up. What is this campaign and what, what's, it, what, what's, it, what's the undertaking going to look like? So Epic Up aims to raise student outcomes and engagement by challenging and intrinsically incentivizing our faculty, our staff, our parents, and our students, rallying them around a common cause, uh, which is the improvement of our school. So it does this through the psychology of gamification, and it connects generations uh, through the gaming lexicon. Gaming is huge nowadays. Anybody that has kids uh, knows how incredibly um, powerful that gaming is, especially for this this generation. So we're going to use like uh, Mario-like 
characters to illuminate the path for every student uh, and, and so that they can level up. And, and while the campaign doesn't allow or dictate how each person will level up, it does provide resources and suggestions and collaborative infrastructure uh, so that all of us, uh, and most importantly, our students, uh, can experience meaningful growth this year. Yeah. And, and some of those, that, that lexicon, that verbiage, uh, we're talking about XP. So if students hit a challenge, maybe, maybe they're making a pledge uh, this September and then they, in, in October, in November, we see that they met that challenge. They, they made that pledge and they met that goal. We're going to award XP. And so that's, you know, that's experience points for those that are not gamers. I know not everybody is. Um, we're going to, we're going to, uh, try to put like the the conversations and the words that revolve around League of Legends and and Minecraft those things that your kids are already doing and bring them into your schoolwork and so we're talking about challenges we're talking about battles we're talking about all these different things and reframing kind of the way we talk about education in these words so that. Hey, kids get it. They understand it. We're, we're talking to them in a language they're already speaking. But also, we we are making something that is lame. I mean, learn more, learn harder, learn, you know, <laughs> we're going to try to make it a little more fun. And doing that through things like, I mean, Classcraft is something we brought on last year that has a real gamification approach to it. Uh, we've got the eSports League, and we're not just focusing on the math and the reading. We are looking at the whole child as well. So as this campaign rolls out, you're going to see a lot of things that are whole child inclusive as well as that math and reading. But why are the math and reading components so important, Bart? Well, it's critically important for us. We're a charter school, Aaron, And so as such, we actually have two different charters. We have uh, our blended charter, and then we also have our one-on-one charter. And, and part of our charters uh, have this performance framework uh, that we have to demonstrate uh, that we are creating academic growth amongst our student population, both English language arts, reading, uh, as well as math. Uh, and then there's also a science and history component to it as well. But the reality is that our performance uh, as a school district uh, has been below average, and we need to improve that. Uh, and so what we're doing with this Epic Up to Level Up uh, is we are putting focus on that, the fact that... The essence of this disorder. So sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. We, so we, we need to improve our academic performance and outcomes uh, to make sure that we are able to continue to uh, get our charter renewed and be able to continue to serve students well into the future. Yeah, because that's not an automatic process this year, right? It, charter renewal is a right. five-year process, and we're at year four or are we're we in year four? Okay. Correct. Yes. So, so we, we've got to demonstrate some progress uh, and I'm confident we can do that. We have the best teachers in the state of Oklahoma. We have an incredibly talented staff. We have parents that are committed. Uh, and, and, and so I'm confident that we can surround our students with a really supportive ecosystem that is innovative, uh, but that also brings challenge to them. So the necessary challenge and support that they need to be successful academically. And I, I saw, uh, I read somewhere that we have more teachers and faculty with master's degree per capita than any other school in the state of Oklahoma as well. Uh, that's a win for our kiddos. 
It's absolutely a win. It's it's uh, and you and I, you know, we've been here for a long time, so we know how incredibly talented uh, our staff, uh, you know, the, the, the staff that we employ is. And so, I, I, I am uh, very proud of the work that has been done. We've still got a lot of work to do this year, obviously, and it's going to be challenging because with this Delta variant, uh, the pandemic has not gone away. Uh, we're still going to grapple with with infections and things like that. But uh, it's something that I'm confident we're you know we've got a really uh, knowledgeable group. We, we because our, our growth has stabilized. We've not had to hire so many new teachers uh, as we have historically, and so I really feel like there. So yeah, so Aaron, you and I worked here for a long time, and we know how incredibly talented our staff uh, that that we employ is, and 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 so I you know I, I think we're going to be able to serve students in spite of the pandemic, in spite of this Delta variant, in spite of infections that we know are on the horizon. Uh, we're going to be able to serve students in a very meaningful way. And I think we're going to be able to produce academic growth as a result of it. Awesome. And these pledges, uh, for what it's worth, we're, we're talking about memorizing math facts. We're talking about using voice to text before you start the writing process to to really uh, hone the writing process. We're talking about um, taking quizzes, uh, formative assessments after you've learned something, uh, signing up for Math Plus. So it's not like we're asking you to go way above and beyond what um, what we've asked in the past. We're just kind of being specific and, and then rewarding the, the outcomes. Uh, I know that there are vendors that are going to uh, try to get T-shirts into the hands of our kiddos who are meeting those goals and, and McDonald's gift cards again. So Really, we're we're asking you to be intentional with your pledge that is already tied to what we're already doing. So nothing above, nothing beyond, just more intentional, right? Yeah, more focus. Exactly. That's that's exactly what we're looking for. And and we know that that you know if we can create a triangle where the students at the top of the triangle, we have the teacher and the parent partnering and engaged on a consistent basis, that we have the ingredients. For academic success, and so we're going to incentivize that success. We're going to be very focused uh, on on the process this year, and and really uh, work to improve our academic outcomes, uh, so that when we do come up for renewal here in another year, uh, that that we have the academic outcomes and, and quantifiable data that we can demonstrate progress of students from from where they were to hopefully where we want them to be. You know, one of the challenges I just thought of in my head: wouldn't it be cool if we asked our high school kids? Let's see how many uh, Oklahoma academic scholars we can get this year. Let's see how many national merit scholars. I mean, it's really just taking uh, a PSAT at the right time or scoring a certain level. And on that uh, ACT, you know, we've got a lot of really bright kids around here who – um, sometimes they're working for a composite score. But but going into that ACT and sitting down and saying, you know what, there are – dollars tied to this score. Let me see what I can do. Uh, you know, and, and then that extra test, that PSAT to get the uh, National Merit Scholar. Let's see how many kiddos we can get uh, with these extra awards this year and get them extra dollars for scholarships. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Post-secondary is obviously going to be a focus for us this year as well and making sure that kids are prepared to, to step out either into the workforce, into career tech, into college. Uh, or the military, whatever direction they want to go with their life, but making sure that they're equipped uh, to step out into the real world and, and to be successful. So um, we're, we're going to you know, shine a spotlight on that uh, this year as part of our Epic Up to Level Up campaign and, and really rally around the students uh, to make sure that they've got all the success they need to be successful. 
Bart, this episode um, comes out the uh, the day before school starts. What do you want to tell families, students, teachers, the day before school starts this year? Two things. One, I want to tell them thank you uh, for entrusting your child's education to Epic Charter Schools. You know, we've been teaching students online for over a decade now. So uh, we've learned the hard way through trial and error, what works, what doesn't work. I want you to have confidence that uh, the teachers that we employ, the staff that we have are the very best in Oklahoma. So I wanted to say thank you, number one, uh, for entrusting us with your child's education. The second thing I would say uh, to all of our families is that we are undergoing a technological transition. So we're moving from one uh, technology platform to a different technology platform. And anytime you have a transition, there, there will be be slight disruptions and changes along the way and and everybody struggles with change and and nobody likes change but the reality is that this new platform uh, for technology is going to prepare us uh, and allow us to step into the future five years from now ten years from now we're going to be better equipped uh, as a result of this change and this transition however uh, you know there will be disruptions from time to time and so the one thing I would say to our families is uh, we're going to ask for your grace, uh, especially this fall semester, as 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 we are making the migration from one platform to another. Uh, and there will be some temporary delays, but I want you to know we have a very solid game plan. We have a talented team. Uh, our tech team is working on this every single day, uh, and we're working with PowerSchool, which is a very reputable company throughout the United States. They're in thousands of schools. Uh, across America. And so we're very confident that the end product is something that we're all going to be very proud of. In the meantime, though, we're sort of in that, uh, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're in that migration phase. And so uh, just know that there'll be a few disruptions along the way, but, but we are working on it. We have a great game plan. And I'm confident that when it's all said and done, we're going to be very pleased and very proud with the end result. Bart, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure Absolutely. to have you. <laughs> No, it's a pleasure. I, I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody tuning in, listening. You do an outstanding job. Thank you. Well, tune in next week where we are rethinking how leadership and education can better prepare the next generation for a rapidly evolving world.